Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very, very much. Our second hour today, as uh, Stubby just said, sponsored by Ace Hardware. These are nice people. They own their own stores. And so when you're going in, you're going into a business that is owned by somebody who cares about your community. Let them know you appreciate their sponsorship of my program. Please ask for the manager or the owner, whoever is on duty, and and uh, just let them know you listen. Please. would mean a lot to them. means even more to me. This is my livelihood. And uh, I guess it's okay to tell you, I just signed on for three more years. Mike doesn't even know that. Just signed on for three more. Mike said, oh, man, I thought, well, anyway, I'm not going to take a chance on that one. But anyway, yeah, he says, great, in my headphones. But anyway, uh, let them know, please, won't you? Uh, we are here now to uh, talk about uh, the most asked question of the week. And, you know, with my Facebook page acting up, I'm still trying to find somebody who knows how to work a fan page and restore it to what it did for 11 years. And uh, the lady that I thought was going to be the salvation to that page really didn't do any good for it. And so I'm kind of back where I started. I've tried eight or nine people that I thought would be able to, and so I don't have a most asked question because that was kind of where a lot of them were generated. Here I take questions, but I don't take anywhere near what I was doing on that, and so I'm not going to worry about that too much. Um, I think what I will do is uh, give the phone numbers, get this ad done, and then we're going to go to John in Louisville, who has been waiting very, very patiently. The phone number is 888-787-KLIF. Call right now, if you will, please, and you'll be on the air fairly quickly. Just have one call ahead of you, 888-787-KLIF. That's 888-787-5543. And uh, we'll let that uh, be the the, uh, question of the week such as it wasn't. Sponsored by WhizQ Stone, my friends, Mike and Derek Wisnan, a father and son team, and uh, they have uh, been friends for a long time, almost 30 years. I have bought stone from WhizQ Stone on more than one occasion, and a lot of people have because they have it all. This is a great place, 22 acres of stone, and it's a beautiful stone from some of the finest quarries anywhere in the southwest. They've been in business since 1983, and that 22 acres represents uh, landscaping boulders all the way down to decorative gravel, pea gravel, and uh, everything in between, flagstone, retaining wall stone, they have river rock, and uh, they have... Uh, what a, uh, Pavestone, interlocking concrete pavers. They really have it all. And uh, so if you are if you have a, a stone project on the horizon for your landscape, uh, go to Whiskey Stone. They deliver anywhere you can hear me, and uh, they will take you all around on those 22 acres and show you the appropriate stones for the project you have in mind. Take photographs of things that you have seen in other landscapes that you like and show them to them. Uh, print them out in, in a in a good format, not just some low-res thing. Don't show them your cell phone. Take a real photograph. You can take the photo with your cell phone, but print it. And uh, take measurements of your landscape and say, I need something 23 feet long and uh, 16 inches high for this retaining wall. And they will help you. They, they will then be able to calculate how many tons of stone you'll need. They deliver anywhere you can hear me. They are great. Open Monday through Saturday. Whiz Q Stone. The website is whiz, W-H-I-Z, hyphen Q, dot com. Phone number 817-429-0822. 817-429-0822. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in far southeast Fort Worth, 4501 East Loop 820 South, 817-429-0822, com. It's Whiskey Stone. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. 
Thank you, JJ, very, very much. And now we go to John in Louisville, who has been waiting like a trooper. Uh, John, this is Neil. Good afternoon. How can I help you? Good afternoon, Neil. Uh, I am going to put a crepe metal in my yard, and it's going to be in the general area of where I cut down about three or four years ago a black walnut tree. And I know how toxic black walnuts can be, and I'm just wondering if that will be a problem. I would I would probably be planting this crepe myrtle within say six to eight feet of the part of the stump that's still in the ground. I don't uh, I don't think that will be a problem. Um, the uh, process you're talking about is called allelopathy, and uh, for folks who don't know what I'm talking about and um, are really befuddled by that comment, um, it is where one plant influences the growth of another. Walnuts are uh, notorious for that. Um, they uh, exude an oil called juglone that uh, inhibits the growth of other plants nearby. I think that enough time has passed that you shouldn't have a problem. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a lot of red cedars on our property, junipers, and they are notorious for that as well. And, and I landscape around them and have had not, and not had any problems at all, John. I, and especially after six or seven years, I think you'll be fine. I don't yeah. think you'll have any Well, that's the reason I cut it down. I, I actually grew it from a nut, but I had it too close to my neighbor's property. And he planted a... Uh, after my walnut tree had reached, uh, you know, fairly, had been in the ground for several years, he decided to plant a live oak, and it distorted that live oak. And being a good neighbor, I just, uh, you know, I cut it down. Did it so, distort it by mutual shading? Is that what the Well, it is? wouldn't even grow towards that black walnut. <laughs> it distorted the shape of that, that live oak. The not live because oak of the shade? Not, Huh? Not because of the shade? No, it was because I, I think it was growing away from the black walnut is what was what was problem. I, I, I don't know. I'm not that, you know. You're Whatever the reason, it, it didn't need to be there. Doesn't matter well, much yeah, now, I, does it, I, six years later? I can't go back and save the walnut, can I? <laughs> no, I, I wish I could because I, I have two, I had two black walnut trees and I was getting, oh, five or six five-gallon buckets of walnuts oh every year. Well, but well, I I, it's not going to be it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, it won't be a problem for your crepe. All right, thank you, Neil. You Get are going. welcome, John. Have a thank good you. day. Thank you, sir. All right, Roger in Dallas, John in Cedar Hill, both have crepe myrtle questions, and they will be coming up next. And they're different questions, and uh, both of them are very good questions. That um, at least in in Roger's case, I don't think I've been asked uh, in the last couple of years, and perhaps in John's case, so. We will find out. I get a lot of crepe myrtle questions. Um, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, my book, your go-to garden reference. And uh, let me see how I can make this different for you. Let me tell you about some posters that we used to have. Uh, we had five of them. Um, in fact, I'm broadcasting from my office, and there are posters sitting right beside me here. I st we still have them. We still sell them. They're $10 a piece. So you could have all five of them for $50. You know what? They're in my book. All five of them are translated into pages in my book. Multiple pages, but they're all in the book, which you can buy for thirty-six ninety-five, and a lot more than just those five posters. So don't buy the posters, whatever you do. Uh, anyway, uh, the posters are uh, the 100 best landscape uh, uh, trees uh, and shrubs for Texas. That one is not in, in, in that exact uh, way. Uh, chapters, uh, what would it be? Uh, uh, three and four, trees and shrubs, and vines and ground covers, so it's covered in four different chapters. Then we also have the 100 Best Annuals. That poster is totally in the book. And 120 Best Perennials, that, that poster is totally in the book, uh, verbatim. And those are very detailed charts in the book telling you how tall, how wide these uh, various uh, perennials, for example, grow, whether they grow in sun or shade, what months they bloom, what colors uh, their flowers or their foliage are in, um, their growth form, uh, where they are best suited, 
you know, panhandle or along the coast or whatever, their hardiness zone, my own personal rating of each of these, A, B, C, or D, uh, and so forth, all the way through so that you can have a perennial garden that has something blooming all season long. Same with the annuals. If you need something for a June wedding, there are the white flowers that bloom in June. You can find them. So that's an example of the, the specifics you can find from this book. And the book has 840 photographs, 344 pages, more than 25 multi-page charts, and 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening in Texas. And it's only $36.95, plus tax and postage, satisfaction completely guaranteed. Maybe some of that is why I've never been asked for a refund. It's a full refund if you're not 100% satisfied. 67,000 copies sold. I've signed almost all of those. I sign them as I sell them, and we get them in the mail very quickly this time of year. So I hope you'll order. The way you can order, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon, you order by calling my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order on my website right now at neilsperry.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Lens Landscape Lighting not only adds beauty to your home, it's also a demonstrated security enhancement. When it comes to your greatest investment, safety and security never look so good. And Lens Landscape Lighting also makes the curb appeal of your home shine even brighter after dark. Expertly installed outdoor lighting by Lens ensures the beauty of your home never takes a night off. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. That's L-E-N-T-Z Lighting.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. Let me tell you about Arborological Services right now for the finest in tree care. It doesn't get any better than the specialists from Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. Serving the Metroplex since 1981, three of their uh, top people have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the great state of Texas, three of them. Not, uh, not just one like a lot of companies would be thrilled to have. They have three and different years have been selected as Arborists of the Year. They have an 11-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion on their team, and they have college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters leading their work crews. Now, they uh, are just the best, and I hope that you will use their services on your trees. Your trees deserve them. Do you have any idea what a great shade tree is worth and its uh, uh, value to your home, the resale value of your home, it may be tens of thousands of dollars. It really justifies having the finest tree service company around come to you. They're not they're not the most expensive necessarily. They're just the best, and they're also very friendly, very outgoing, and they care about trees. They care about the environment. That's what you want. The company that is carefully trained, that leads their industry, that has brought their industry so far forward. I am proud to call these people my friends, and I admire what they've done for horticulture. Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. That's A-R-B-O-R-I, logical. Arborological, it's a forestry term. Arborological Services, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts, and on the web, it's arborological.com. One more time, 866-552-7267. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for your outdoor grilling needs, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. All right. Thank you, sir. And we're ready to go back to the phone lines. And uh, let's see. We have Roger in Dallas. As promised, Roger. This is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I yes, have a sir. question. 
we, okay. The house next door to us was knocked down, and they knocked down their a crape myrtle tree, and uh, now it's sprouting. There's little sprouts coming up, you know, all around. They're a beautiful pink color, and we just wondered if we could dig up some of those, maybe put them in a pot till they get uh, established, and then replant them. Yes, however, what you're going to find, I'll bet you, as, uh, as I did a couple of times when I tried this on my Catawba uh, crepe myrtle, after we had transplanted the mother tree, uh, I had a lot of sprouts that came up. They are tethered by an umbilical root back to the, the mother tree or back to where mama used to be. And when you dig them up, you may find that you just have that root and the sprout coming up. You may not have yeah. any any meaningful roots other than that that big root down there that may be the size of your finger and and the sprout coming up off it and so you may not have much to go with um, but try it Um, what i would do is i would dig them and if you don't see a lot of small what a lot of people would call feeder roots little uh, roots that you can tell are going to take up water and nutrients then trim the top back a good bit and uh, take off some of that that uh uh, responsibility that the root system would have to to nourish the the top growth by removing a bunch of the top growth and and pot them up and keep them moist and and I'll bet crape myrtles are so easy to grow I'll bet that a lot of them will uh, 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 transplant for you. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna give it a try. It's worth a try. Appreciate All your right. call. Thank you, Roger. Let's go to John in Cedar Hill. Let me give the phone number before we do. John, hang on. 888-787-KLIF. The other two lines are open for you now. It's 888-787-5543. John, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Yes. Um, so they had planted, um, we're the second hour of a house, and they had planted a crepe myrtle almost right next to the house. Um, it's only maybe about a foot and a half off the outside wall. Wow. And I'm assuming it's uh, one of the taller ones because the current uh, new growth branches are now above the, my roof line. Okay. And so I'm pretty much going to have, I'm thinking I'm going to have to top it but I'm worried about if I top it, I'll then ruin the tree. Yeah, you, you'll ruin the look of it. You're not gonna not gonna hurt the tree. You're just gonna ruin it visually. Okay. So, um, what They're would be the best things. way of? Okay, what would be the best way of trimming that? Just trimming down just those ones that are reaching up, or pretty much trim all of it down. What, what I tell people in that situation, John, uh, and it's not anything you've presented to me yet, uh, when you have a plant that is in that setting, is you either move or you remove it. Uh, you, you either uh, move it to a spot where you won't have to do that to it, or you just yank it out and throw it away. Uh, as much as I love okay. crepe myrtles, it hurts me more to see them topped even once than it does to see them thrown away if they're going to be in an abusive relationship with their homeowner. Um, and and the, if, if it is a tall crepe myrtle variety, and it sounds like that one is, let me tell you that the uh, I was out looking at some trunks of crepe myrtles in the last week, and there are varieties with trunks that are 15 or 18 inches in diameter, diameter, not circumference. And do you really want to have that that close to the house? It was just... You know what they did was they they put a uh, they put a, uh, a full-sized sofa bed in uh, the smallest uh, bedroom in the house or in a in a closet or something. They they just didn't know what they had, and uh, it was yeah. just a bad landscaping decision. So, do you want to live with that for the rest of your life at the in that house, or do you want to do you want to take it out now and or in the winter when you can transplant it? I mentioned the Catawba crepe myrtle and the root sprouts that it had. I planted it in 1978 or 9, and at the time, uh, it had no encroachment from other native plants in our landscape or out in the country. And in the ensuing 30 years or more, um, a red cedar and a couple of pecans got bigger and bigger and bigger. I should have known. I'm as guilty as anybody. And uh, that poor plant got squeezed like uh, uh, jelly in a sandwich, squeezing out the, uh, the space that was left. 
and uh, so I finally decide, okay, it's it's not getting enough light, it's not blooming well, it's it's flattened. I'm just going to dig it rather than throw it away. And so we spent about four hours digging it and transplanting it to another location. And it has flourished in the new location. It had been there for 30 or more years. And it was a big job to dig that plant and move it. But I'm glad we did. It's a beautiful uh, variety and beautiful uh, in its new setting out in full sun where it will never be encumbered. Uh, so that may be what you want to do or, or take it out altogether and buy yourself another crepe myrtle and put it in a place where it won't be a problem. Maybe they thought yeah, they had a dwarf. Yeah, my plan to add two more. I'm Beg sorry. Your pardon. Say it again. Oh, we're planning on adding two more crepe myrtles, so um, well, we'll, we'll look at transplant it. Well, and that would be good. Now, if you're going to put them in a, in a triangle, make sure you get exactly the same variety. That's going to be the next problem because you may get, uh, you may get uh, two more that are the same color, but that don't bloom at the same time. And so you may always have a mismatch there. I, I really am not trying to continue to throw roadblocks at you, but I just want you to be really happy with what you oh, end yeah. up with. And it might be if, if, if you don't know the variety and if you're not sure how tall this thing's going to grow, you might be better off to buy three new that all match and, and, uh, and plant them out there wherever you were going to plant them. But anyway, okay. I, I, you might you might go to crepemyrtletrails.org. That's our website of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney. I did a lot of the work on that website. And uh, of the Crepe Myrtle varieties, the, the photos are mine. There's some other photos of events and things that are not mine. But, but uh, it's C-R-A-P-E, crepemyrtletrails.org. And uh, that might be of some help to you. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You are welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, folks, we have open lines. If you'd like to call, 888-787-KLIF. I'd love to see a couple more calls. Sure would love to see them. 888-787-5543. I have an important message for you from Baylor, Scott & White Health. It's about a new app that lets you manage your health care your way so that you can keep yourself and your family in tip-top shape. I have been, once I got through spring and got into uh, some of the other, uh, got all the other stuff out of the way of spring. Spring is just such a crush of a season for a horticulturist. I've had time to have my doctor's appointments, all the stuff that a human in this world needs, and I have been going to Baylor Scott and White and being very faithful to my appointments, and it is so nice to have the electronic contact with my with my medical team. Baylor Scott and White rocks. That's all I can say. Now, let me tell you about this app. It's the My BSW Health app. My BSW Health. That's for Baylor Scott and White. And it helps you schedule appointments, get test results, message your doctors, even handle care for others in your family, all on your schedule and from wherever you are. All you have to do is text the word better. That's B-E-T-T-E-R to 88408 to download it on your iPhone or Android device. That's better to 88408. It's just another reason to do what the Sperrys have been doing for many, many years, saying thank you with a heartfelt thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health. Text better to 88408. At the top in 30 minutes past the hour. We get to the bottom. Here's the bottom line of today's top stories. Excessive heat. Russia. Border wall. Our economy. Blue Families are paying more for top of mind awareness. Real news and information. 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. Let me uh, tell you about Silverback Painting right now, and uh, I'll just cut right to it. It's our grandson's business, Alex, Alex Evans. He owns this business. He is a uh, uh, about to become a sophomore at Texas A&M College Station. We are proud of Alex. He's going into uh, construction science as his major, and he already has many years of experience of staining and painting and construction. He is going in there knowing a lot about what he's studying. He's working hard to pay his way through his second year of college at Texas A&M. Actually, he's trying to pay his room and board 
is what he's doing. The college has been provided to him, but uh, the room and board, that's on him, and that's what he's working for. I want to tell you a little bit about Alex. We are very proud of Alex. Alex did quite well. He got into A&M as a freshman. That says a lot about him and his grades. But he also went to state in wrestling all four years in high school. And if you think about a wrestler, you're probably thinking of some guy six foot nine and weighs 412 pounds. Alex went in the 107 pound category as a freshman, ended up in the 134 pound category. So he's not a huge guy. He is just a hard worker. He, uh, he, uh, he went to state all four years in high school. His senior year, he wrestled and came in seventh in the state and then found out he'd been wrestling all year with a torn ACL. Oh, my goodness. That's dedication to hard work and to a job. His stain work includes fences, garage doors, shutters, patio covers, painting, including wrought iron fences, and exteriors and interiors. He's done all of this, and he does it very well. His customers are happy with the work that Alex does. That silverback painting, Alex Evans owns the company, and uh, the phone number is 469-452-9892. He lives uh, in the McKinney area, so his work needs to be confined to Collin County, uh, Frisco, McKinney, Allen, surrounding area. That uh, phone number one more time, 469 469- 452 100% of what he makes will go toward his college room and board. 469-452-9892, Alex Evans. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. If you live in a more spacious suburban or rural environment, and if you want a screening planting, you'll be able to use somewhat larger species than we've been talking about this weekend. You could, for example, use eastern red cedar. It's native to north-central Texas, so it's perfectly adapted to our soils and our climate. Start with small plants, 15 to 24 inches tall, and plant them 16 to 20 feet apart, preferably not in straight rows. By planting in an irregular zigzag pattern, you'll be able to break the line of sight more rapidly without overcrowding the plants. Plant them in natural groves consisting of odd numbers of trees. Break the groupings with live oaks, little gem magnolias, or other evergreen species. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. Yeah, sign up for eGardens, won't you please? We'd love to have you sign up for eGardens. Let me uh, tell you right now about Ace Hardware and invite you to get into any one of the 30 North Texas Ace Hardware stores. These uh, stores are locally owned by the people who are there in the store. Most of the owners are there on site. May not be there the day that you go, but most of the time they are. Ask for the owner or ask for the manager and let them know. Hey, listen to Neil. Thank you for sponsoring him all Saturday afternoon on KLIF. And uh, also, let them know that you appreciate what they mean to the community. They are locally owned companies. It's not some big national, impersonal national company. They will greet you when you come in the door. They will help you. They will make sure that you know how to use the products that they sell to you, if it's paint or plumbing or whatever it is. This next one is is going to be a fairly easy product to use. I think it's going to be self-explanatory, so they probably won't have to do a lot of explaining with it. But nonetheless, they will if you need it. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Cutter Backyard Bug Control Liquid Concentrate Insect Killer, 32 ounces for $9.99. Save an extra $3 off for Ace Rewards members. Pay only $6.99, a limit of two. Enjoy your backyard again with Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate. It controls mosquitoes, listed ants, fleas, and other listed insects on lawns, landscapes, and outdoor surfaces. Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate kills fast and lasts all summer. It includes a quick flip hose-end sprayer, which activates the spray at the flip of a switch. For best results, apply it early, before insect populations are high. It covers up to 5,000 square feet of lawn. Cutter insect repellents have been helping families have fun together outdoors for more than 50 years. 
Goodbye, mosquitoes. Hello, summer. That's at Ace. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. When you wake up. The crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information, 570-KLIF, com. Please visit my website. It's neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for eGardens that we were talking about, the newsletter. It's also where you buy the latest book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. It's also where you find the answers to 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. That's a lot of questions, and they're right there on the archive. And uh, also you will find information on crepe myrtle bark scale and also on Rose Rosette Virus. Now that's uh, at neilsperry.com. You can also see the most recent eGardens if you want to see uh, what you're about to sign up for. So all that and more at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help with bug control for your home, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Dan's store is spotless. It is a beautiful store. Thank you, Dan, very much. All right. Phone line is 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. We go to Russell in Fort Worth. Russell, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Um, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, you just met, you just mentioned mentioned it in your uh, is in your book, I guess, about the uh, white spots on the crepe myrtles. I've got two crepe myrtles that are about thirty five years old, and they've developed these white spots all over them this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually mentioned it relative to my website. It's on the website. Uh, that's crepe myrtle bark scale and. Uh, um, I've been watching that since 2004. That was when it first uh, appeared in the United States, actually. It was uh, brought into the Callaway's Nursery in Richardson, the first uh, first sample ever ever found. And uh, nobody knew what it was. And uh, Dr. Mike Merchant with Texas A&M, recently retired, uh, sent it to uh, Florida, the University of Florida, and they didn't know what it was, and it was sent. They, they do a lot of work on scale insects. Scales are hard to identify. The question was, is it a domestic insect, or is it something that is, uh, has been brought into the country? And it was thought originally to be a mutation of, of azalea bark scale. It even was sent to the Smithsonian, and finally it was deemed to be a, a, a specific scale from crepe myrtles. And about that same time, uh, several of the horticulturists from Texas A&M who were from China went home and found it all over uh, uh, plants in their home country and uh, in Beijing. Just loaded. I mean, just like they had been flocked like a Christmas tree. And uh, so it, uh, somebody, this is why we have quarantines on plants and why why there are customs uh, on plants. Somebody had brought a plant in from China, apparently, and brought the bark scale with it, and that's why we have it now. Um, but it showed up in 2004, and, and we knew it was around. It wasn't much of a problem, and then all of a sudden in 2007, it just went nuts, and that was a very rainy year. Uh, we had about 20 inches of rain, as I recall, in June, and, and bark scale was everywhere in, in June. Other scale insects were a problem that year on uh, on hollies and other plants that are prone to scale. And um, then we didn't see much of it. And there, that was, I would give that a, a, a 10, a scale of 1 to 10. That was the 10 year. And then we had another wet year, maybe it was 2012 or 13 after the drought. And that year became about a 3 or a 4. The reason I am quantifying these is because A&M was looking for big populations of the scale to do some tests and and we're having trouble finding them and so now here we've and 2015 was the year where we had i think 70 inches of rain in mckinney and um and the insect was not a terrific problem that year so there went my theory that that uh, it would be a problem when it was wet 
Uh, this year we've had a lot of rain, and it is, again, a problem. Not horrible, but it's it's a problem. One of the other theories that we've had is that once an insect comes into an area and um, gets out of control, predatory insects will come in and kind of knock the population back. And we saw that happen with a ladybug, the little black ladybug with two spots on its uh, back, uh, the, the twice-stabbed ladybug, ladybird beetle. And so, you know, maybe that's happening. But the insect didn't migrate very much uh, outside the Dallas-Fort Worth area until four or five years ago. And then all of a sudden, it just swept over to the east. And finally, this year, it's being reported in Florida. And so that's crepe myrtle bark scale. And uh, it's it's never killed a crepe myrtle. It, it They give off uh, the sticky uh, honeydew that, that we're used to with other scales and with um, aphids and then sooty mold, the black sooty mold uh, that that uh, grows in that uh, in that sticky honeydew. That's the part that everybody objects to. It turns the, the trunks black and the leaves black. And so now all of that is the wind up and the, the pitch to that is that if you apply the systemic insecticide imidacloprid in mid-May, you can you can prevent, or at least tremendously reduce the population of crepe myrtle bark scale if if it is a problem. So you might might think about that. Uh, we have on the website of crepemyrtletrails.org, uh, you'll see a, a really good um, bit of information on that if you click on uh, uh, basic care and then on pest control you'll you'll see you actually see mike merchant giving suggestions for how to clean up the trunks and and get rid of the scale so i i'm sorry that turned into such a lengthy answer i don't know why i'd let very that was very interesting uh yeah i'll go to your website and uh yes crepe myrtle trails.org c-r-a-p-e crepe myrtle trails.org and then click on basic care, and, and we've left Mike's information there because it's still the best thing we have by far. So anyway, well, good luck with it. Appreciate your call, Russell. Thank you so much. Thanks. You Thank bet. You. Let's go to Jason in Grapevine. Jason, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Neil. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Thank and you. And I recently, I recently purchased a uh, my first home. And the previous owners, she, uh, she was a master gardener and um, put in put a lot of plants around in the backyard, in the front yard. And they, her and her husband set up a drip irrigation system. Now, it runs off the hose bib. Um, I have to set up two timers, two two-zone timers, and set them all up. And my question is, is I'm thinking about installing a a regular uh, system where I can just set it with my phone, you know, and forget it or set it up for regular system. And I'm trying to decide, I was going to ask you to see if you would recommend to go stick with the drip irrigation or just go with the regular um, uh, sprinkler system. Um, for, for what plants, what types of plants? Uh, uh, well, I have, uh, let's see. I got some boxwoods. No, I no, I don't need to know the species. Oh. I need to. I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no yeah. Let me let me turn my phone off while I'm broadcasting. I'm okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. I forgot. I've never done that in a lot of years. Um, the uh, uh, the the thing that I needed is is it shrubs? Is it turf? Is it annuals? What is it? Oh, um, to be honest with you, I don't know. She, she, she gave me the stickers of all the plants. I don't know them off the top of my head. I know I think I got a berry plant. I have, no, um, no, no. Hang on a second. That's what that, I'm sorry. I threw myself off, threw us off when, yeah. when that happened. Okay. I, I need to know if it is, uh, if it, okay. Here, here is my, here's my comment on turf yes, and on shrubs, on, on things. If I'm allowed, if the city ordinance is such, if I'm in a city where I can right. use uh, low-level spray heads, I would much prefer them. I am not a okay. fan of the drip irrigation systems I see being okay. required by some cities because they get exposed. The, the drippers um, end up um, uh, not functioning properly, getting, getting chewed, getting right. disconnected. 
Uh, yeah. If if you have to use drip irrigation, you have to use it, but you have to okay. maintain it properly. Okay, because I'm, when I'm talk, calling these companies and getting quotes, they're telling me that they don't like to install the drip irrigation because if you have a leak or if you have a problem, you can't see it. It's buried. That's exactly right. So you're you're searching all the time trying to figure out, you know, where the leak is. So that's why I wanted to to see what you would recommend and do you do you have any recommendations of a of a, of a company that that uh that you would recommend in the area for a, for that well not that i want to put on the air i, I okay. don't want to do that 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 would not be appropriate yeah um what i would do is i would talk to uh i would talk to your your favorite nursery independent nursery and okay. to get their get their advice of people who work, I would look for. First of all, it has to be a certified irrigation contractor. Right. This is a very complicated thing, and I don't know that I have time left in the program to go through all the detail. Okay. But but you need to get somebody who is certified, who has a lot of years' experience in this. Um, uh, I would I would look for uh, if if you have a landscape contractor that you work with. He or she will know the best ones in the area that work in your area. The good irrigation contractors will normally go 20 or 30 miles to put in a system. Um, so that's that's what I would do. Okay, and just tell them I want low, low, low. Uh, no, you low need spread. to check your city ordinance and see what it okay. allows because a lot of cities require drip irrigation systems for beds. They won't allow okay. you to put spray heads in. I, I think okay. that's short-sighted because look at how many how many empty beds you see with dead shrubs and and drip irrigation systems exposed on top of the ground because the ground right. cover died and the mulch is gone and there's nothing there. It's ugly as all get out, and the city didn't uh, didn't plan very carefully with their ordinances. My my okay. personal opinion, and I'm I'm often wrong. I'm very judgmental on things like that, but but it's just. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'd, I'd rather water with a hose than have to put up with that. So anyway, right. I gotta run. I appreciate your call, Jason. I I don't. I'm not trying to cut you short. It's just it has to start with what what your city allows. I have all above ground spray heads, and I just keep them very low, and I'm very careful with them. Drip irrigation works, but but you the the people were right. You really have to maintain it carefully. Hey, I appreciate it very much. Thank you, sir. Neil's phrase "Lone Star Gardening" is my latest book. I'm just going to tell you right now: you can read about it, you can order it where you order it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You need to order it from my website or call my office to get it. It should be and could be your go-to gardening reference covering all aspects of outdoor gardening. And it is at uh, neilsperry.com. The office phone number is 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, and that's weekdays, 800-752-4769. But the better way to read about it, find out about it, is at neilsperry.com. Please do not buy the old cowboy boot book. That thing is more than 30 years old, and it's way out of date. This is the one that has the information you need. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It has Adirondack chairs on the cover, and uh, that is at neilsperry.com. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Tell you about Mueller because in Mueller they believe in value. Their value plus buildings are pre-engineered. They feature easy to assemble bolt together designs. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail resistant and they come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. They understand at Mueller that buying a steel building Building or metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money. You get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. 
Call them at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553, or visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Mueller means more. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. All right. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. And uh, <laughs> what, did you get a wrong number, Mike? Is that what happened to you? <laughs> Love it. We have had our challenges with our cell phones or with our phones. Mike uh, tried to get uh, Pastor Tommy Brummett on the phone for me, and he got somebody else, and, and I just had my phone ring in here, and that's never happened. That's a, that is the thing you do not do in live radio is have your cell phone turned on, and I did. So uh, anyway, that, that happens. Pastor Tommy Brummett, let me introduce you to our chaos. How are you doing? <laughs> Hey, Neil, all things are well at this end. How about have, you? Have you ever had your phone on during a sermon accidentally? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. Not very often. Not really more than once. Uh, yeah, not more than yeah. once. That's right. <laughs> we, we learned the hard way. Pastor Tommy Brummett is pastor of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And uh, he is a wonderful pastor, and I'm just going to say that, and he's blushing, and, and he doesn't have to have any comeback to that. So I hope you'll join us sometime in our church. I hope we will join us sometime in our church. I think that time is coming very, very shortly uh, because uh, our grandson, who always comes with us, has had his first shot. And so we're getting really close now. And uh, those, I think there may be a weekend when we don't have Joseph, and, and that's when Lynn and I will spring loose and be there with you, Tommy. It's going to be nice to be back in the church. Oh, it, it is nice. It is nice to worship inside. It's nice to see people uh, and be in worship with church family again. We're, we're just so thankful for this that This has really been a rough one. It's rough on you. It's been rough on the parishioners. It's been rough on everybody. So yeah. tell us a little bit about how we can find out when the services are. And, and uh, well, the church is at 315 North Church Street. And so that part I know by heart. And it's a yes, beautiful yes. historic church. Tell us about uh, the website, etc. So we're in downtown McKinney. You can find out all information, all of our Sunday school classes, all of our worship times at sharingtheheart.org. And we have live in-person worship, and we also have uh, live stream worship. You can worship with us online. You can worship with us on Facebook. Just however you're able, uh, I invite you to come. Sharingtheheart.org is the website, and uh, uh, the uh, live stream service for the traditional service is at 10.05, and for the uh, contemporary service is at 11.10. And uh, you'll get to see what a what a wonderful church it is, and and how meaningful Tommy's sermon is. That's the one that we uh, watch, and and uh, the service that we attend. So I, I look forward to, I really look forward to getting back to church. Tommy is an avid birder. Lynn and I were out after a doctor's appointment this week, and we stopped in at a restaurant, and there was a. a, a a little live oak tree that was just full of nestlings. They were making a big racket, and I looked at those birds, and I said, I don't know you all. Who are you? It's on US 380, and I thought maybe they came in from out of town or something. And I took a photo, and, and as I've done before more than once, and I've embarrassed myself a couple times with birds I should have known, but this one turned out to be, he said, Neil, I think that's a western king bird. And, uh, and he was spot on. I looked it up, and he sent me a photo, and and that's what it is. Tell us about that bird, Tommy. So kingbirds live in these United States. The western kingbird lives in the west. The eastern kingbird lives in the east. And we here in Texas are right in the dividing line. So we get both of those birds. But uh, kingbirds are in the family Tyrannidae, which means tyrant. They are tyrant flycatchers. And they sit up high and they jump up and eat flies and mosquitoes. And they are tough little birds. They will they will chase crows and hawks and birds much bigger than them. Uh, they if you get if they get too close, uh, kingbird will come out and uh, and put up a good strong fight. And so there I am taking a photo from about four feet away from their three little babies, 
and mom and dad are at the top of that tree, and that tree wasn't more than 12 feet tall. I am lucky I have any top left of my head. Yes, sir. Right now. Yes, sir, you are. <laughs> they're, not, they're not as big as mockingbirds, are they? No, no, they're a little smaller than mockingbirds, but, boy, they are tough. And like mockingbirds, mockingbirds are fighters, and so are kingbirds. They're one of my favorite birds, especially the western kingbird that just has that yellow wash across Beautiful the bird. And, oh, and they're fun to watch, to just sit and watch them jump up and catch flies, mosquitoes. Uh, they are beautiful, beautiful now, birds. Tommy has suggested twice now that the restaurant where we ate has flies around it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't intend to suggest that, but but it's got to no, no. come out. <laughs> well, it's just here in Texas. That's what, that's Tommy, the uh, the book that you the yeah. you you took a photo of the book that uh, that has the uh, Western Kingbird, and then is it Casson? Is that the other Kingbird right below it? C a s s i n. Yeah, and that's Neil out uh, far west. Uh, I see that Al- Alpine and. A big bend is where, and New Mexico is where Casson's kingbird. That's that's uh, what I figured, and the reason I'm asking you that is I see a little check mark beside both of the the Western kingbird and the Casson kingbird, and so I'm assuming the check mark was not printed in the book. I'm assuming that's your check mark, right? Oh no, yeah, I saw my first Casson's uh, kingbird uh, out in Fort Davis at the Prude Ranch, if you know where that is. I surely do. Sure, I you surely do. do. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great. Good deal. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Well, Tommy has uh, seen a lot of birds, folks, and he is an avid birder. And, and if you listen to his sermons, every once in a while, one of them will creep in. Are, are there a lot of western kingbirds in Collin County? Have I just missed this all of my life? You, you know, it's it's a funny thing, Neil. It's uh, My son says there's a name for this thing where you where you first recognize something and then realize it's all around you. He first told me this term, and I can't remember what it is, when we were looking for alligators in Louisiana, and we couldn't <laughs> see any, and then we saw one, and then we saw a hundred. Because oh once goodness. your eye gets trained to see, uh, then then you will be able to see. And that's a that's deeply true in the spiritual life. It's deeply true in, in all areas of life. We train I... our eyes to see. Yeah, and and that's true in um, in so many things. I know that that you are aware of of our family's uh, journey through uh, substance issues, and uh, when I became aware of that personally in our family, I uh, realized it's everywhere. And that's when you mm-hmm. that's when you reach out to help others because you realize there are a lot of people. I don't have enough hands here. <laughs> to reach out so anyway and i imagine a pastor feels that more than anybody else around so you Uh, are very special sir god bless you friend it's good to talk to you neil blessings to you and all your listeners today i will see you in church god bless you brother take care thank you pastor tommy brummett first united methodist church downtown mckinney wayne and allen asking for Zoysia advice. I want to help you. Either call me back next week on the program, early in the program, and I'll help you, or call me on WBAP in the morning. I'm there from 8 until 10, and Mike Bass will be there with me, running that program for me and making me sound better than I deserve to sound. So I have enjoyed this very, very much, folks. Thank you so much. It's a wonderful day. I hope you have a great evening. Happy gardening.